Patterns and signs that our air is fading From us you see And I can hear the children asking Where to now? When rainbows are crying It seems somehow Podcasting from a town called Manalapan, New Jersey, this is That Oneness Guy, a podcast covering the many aspects and elements that embody oneness. I am your host, Danny Rongo. How are you today? I hope you all are well. As an author, playwright, singer-songwriter, and activist, I am spreading my message of oneness basically to anyone who will listen. Okay, first, as always, for those who are not aware... My book, the book that these podcasts derive from, which is called I Am God and So Are You, My Friend, A Common Man's Guide to Oneness, with thanks to my publisher, Balboa Press of Hay House, is available everywhere. It comes in a hardcover, paperback, and ebook formats, and you could find it throughout the world via all of your major retailers like Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com, etc., Or you can just visit the website for my book, which is IamGodBook.com. I'd like to introduce you to the track you just heard for today's introduction. Now, that was a song featured on my CD, Productions, and it's called Where To Now. It's a song I wrote back in 1991. That's when I first became concerned about what is now called climate change. Now, this song hopefully raises concerns for you, uh, especially when you consider the world that we're leaving behind for our children. I hope you like it. This and all of my music can be found either on my website, dannyrongo.com, iTunes, Amazon, or any of your favorite downloading sites. And as you know by now, I will also close out this episode with another quick clip of that song. So stay tuned, as they say. But for now, let's get into podcasting. You're listening to episode number 19, How to Find Oneness in a World of Duality. Just this past week, I was part of a really cool podcast. A fellow spiritual author and podcaster, Raymond Posh, reached out to me to be the featured guest on his podcast called Spiritual Indies Only. He so kindly called the episode a conversation about oneness featuring Danny Rongo. Now, we had a great conversation and touched on many aspects of oneness. I highly recommend you to check it out, my friends. Raymond is a great guy, and it was my absolute pleasure to get to know him as he truly shares his passion for humanity. Now, you can find Spiritual Indies only on all of your favorite podcasting sites, so please check it out. But one of the topics we discussed about oneness was regarding the duality that we all live with here on our journey in the physical realm. Now, we know that duality means two, but there's a really cool spiritual definition that I came across to help shed a little light on the topic, and it goes like this. 
When the mind has two paths, two ways, two alternatives for everything, it's been called duality of the mind. To rise above the duality of the mind is to understand one or something that is constant, that doesn't change with the nature of the mind. Now, that's really cool, right? I love that. And it really helps us to understand what we're up against when we consider understanding oneness while we live in a world of duality. So in my discussion with Ray, we brought light to it in a fact that it's, it's kind of ironic how we're both sharing a message of oneness, yet we do live in this world that is full of dualities. Now, Ray even shared an article about oneness that Dr. Wayne Dyer wrote some years ago where he touched on the fact that we do live in a world of duality. And Dr. Dyer said this, Oneness is difficult to adequately comprehend because we're so immersed in a world of things that seem other to us. The opening line of the Tao Te Ching suggests that the Tao that can be named is not the eternal Tao. In other words, as soon as it's named, it's lost because we've created a dichotomy. Oneness means just that, only one. The instant we label or name it, it's something else, separate. It's no longer the unity of oneness. The place that we came from is devoid of dichotomies. Unlike our material world, which is dependent on pairs of opposites, in this world, without a concept of up, there can be no down. Without an idea of death, there is no life. The North Pole of a magnet can't exist without the South Pole. No male, no female, no right, no wrong. We think in dichotomies and we identify ourselves on the basis of opposites. We know what we like, what tastes good, what feels good, and so on because of our experience with what we dislike. The idea of oneness is next to impossible to grasp because we live in this world of contrasts, and contrast requires more than one element. So here we are, persistently in our world of two-ness. How can we grasp the idea of oneness in the world of non-being that we occupied before we came into beingness? One way might be to think of our fingers, legs, arms, toes, and eyes. We don't think of them as separate entities from our total being. We don't refer to our fingers as being separate from ourselves. Even though they have their unique qualities and character, they're part of the oneness we refer to as ourselves. So it is with our relationship to source or God before we came into this world. In that world, we and God were one. Folks, isn't that just awesome? Let's think about it. Dr. Wayne Dyer, one of the greatest messengers of all time and my personal spiritual guru, said that the idea of oneness is next to impossible to grasp because we live in this world of contrasts, and contrast requires more than one element. So, here I am, yours truly, that oneness guy, sharing a message 
that I've been cultivating my entire life that's based on the premise of you understanding that we, in fact, are one, regardless of the duality we face in this life. Talk about an uphill battle. But it's not. Because the words that Dr. Dyer said are implying that the reader does not know what oneness is. You see, Wayne knew better, I know better, and you know better. In my book, I have an entire chapter dedicated to the many ironies and dichotomies that we face in life. In that chapter, I address the dualities that we face but I preface it with one very key important aspect of oneness. And that addresses that while we are at home or on the other side, if you may, and in our pure spirit form, that we are oneness, one with all. In that spirit form, there is only one, and that is all we know. But, for us to truly understand all that oneness represents, we have to experience what it does not represent. Like what I just read from Wayne Dyer, without light, there is no dark, etc., etc. So, to put it in other words, for us to realize what we are, we have to experience what we are not. Let me say that again, my friends, because it's very important regarding oneness. For us to realize what we are, we have to experience what we are not. And that, my friends, is why we are here. Because from the split second when we incarnate into this life within our mother's womb as an embryo, we immediately experience the world of duality. We came from one, but in an instant, we are thrust into a world of contrast. The pure act of being born into a body as a human being is the beginning of our duality. We need to understand this. Now, speaking of our incarnation, Wayne Dyer says a great story that I reference in my book. He points out that for the first nine months of our existence within our mother's womb, we survive all by ourselves. And because we just came from total oneness, we don't wonder when our next meal will be. We don't worry about being safe. We just allow our lives to unfold in the most natural of ways. But then something happens after approximately nine months we leave the womb, our parents take us into their arms, and it's, it's kind of like as if they say, thanks God, we'll take it from here. And that is the exact moment when duality gets firmly implanted in our being and in our subconscious. For now, we truly get to experience all that we are not. We get to experience the differences between light and dark love and fear, up and down, in and out. And last but certainly not least, we get to experience both physical and spiritual. And a simple example of that is how we can move our fingers. We look and see our fingers moving. Go ahead, do it. Go ahead. Move your fingers. Okay? Good. 
that represents the physical. But we don't know, what we don't know, I should say, is how they move. Yes, I understand that it's our brain giving the instruction to move our fingers, but who's giving the order to the brain? Who's the man behind the curtain, so to speak? It is our spiritual side that represents who and what we are, and that gives the order. But from that moment, when we are born, everything we experience leads us to believe that this is all there is. Because with every passing second that goes by after our birth, we, unfortunately, move further and further away from oneness and deeper into the physical world of duality. Our lives are centered around our physical senses as to what we can see, hear, touch, and smell. We believe that we came from our parents, but we are separate from them. We have siblings from the same parents, but we are separate from them as well. As we grow, we are taught that our family is from a certain country and thereby separate. We are taught to follow a specific religion, which is separate from all other religions. We are also taught that we need to succeed, that no one is going to help us, that life is a struggle and we must work harder than the next person, whom, by the way, is also separate from you. We are taught that knowledge is more important than how we feel. Again, knowledge referring to a level of insight on specific subjects one attains as compared to others. And then we meet someone whom we believe is our soulmate. And we are told that this is how two become one. And then we have children of our own. And unfortunately, we repeat the same cycle, which is the falsehood that we are separate from one another and separate from our source. So like I said, this cycle continues until each one of us recognizes oneness, that the essence that we fully understood before we were born has never left us. And to put it in the words of T.S. Eliot, who once wrote that, we shall not cease from exploration, and the end of all our exploring will be to arrive where we started and to know the place for the first time. You see, folks, everything comes back to oneness. We will all realize one day that oneness is where we came from and make no mistake about it. Whether we come to realize it and benefit it, benefit from it or not, we are all returning to that place that T.S. Eliot referred to and will know it for the first time. And there's the kicker. We can all benefit from knowing oneness, even though we live in a world of duality. As long as we recognize what I referenced earlier, that for us to fully realize what we are, we have to experience what we are not. And again, that's what this life in the physical form is for. As you've heard me mention literally hundreds of times by now, we are not human beings having a spiritual experience, but it is the other way around. We are spiritual beings having this human experience, although this world has taught us differently. 
we need to look beyond what an outside source may have told you as a child. And we need to look for answers within. When you do, you come to know your truth. When you listen to your intuition, which, by the way, is your God speaking directly to you, you figure it out. Why? Because it feels right. That's those intuitive gut feelings that will never steer you wrong. We need to listen to them more, my friends. Think about it again. Without dark, how can you know what light is? You can't. This world of duality serves a complete and exact purpose for us. Everything is on purpose. There are no accidents in a perfect universe. You've heard me say these things, guys, plenty of times by now, but they need repeating, especially in light of the topic for this podcast episode. So finally, to address the question that the title of this episode represents, which is how to find oneness in a world of duality, the answer is simple. We need to know that we are one first and most definitely foremost. We need to know with every ounce of our being that we emanated from one source, that we are nothing more than individualized expressions of that one source. Because when we know this eternal truth, we can then understand that for us to fully realize what we are as that source, then and only then can we relate to this world of contrast. Because this world of duality provides us the perfect opportunity to experience what we are not. And knowing that will all help us to live a less stress-filled life. That will remove some of the inherent burden that a world of duality and contrast will naturally place upon us. And when we come to understand oneness as our totality and view this life of duality, how can we not realize that this is the dream? Think about it. This is the dream. With thanks to the Tao Te Ching, oneness also teaches us to know that that which is real never changes, okay? Listen to that again. That which is real never changes. So with that being the case, we know that every second of our life here on earth represents change, right? Our fingernails continue to grow. We shed skin. Our hair grows and changes to a gray color. Thank you very much. Seasons change continuously. But again, that which is real never changes. And that, my friends, is what we are, me and you. Spiritual beings that were thriving before we came into this time-space reality. And we will return to that thriving way of life at a time of our choosing. So, thank you again for listening to the podcast I'm calling That Oneness Guy. This has been episode number 19, How to Find Oneness in a World of Duality. If you've liked what you've been listening to, please take a moment to subscribe to this feed, either on my website, dannyarongo.com, at iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, or at my podcast website, which is courtesy of Buzzsprout. 
and that's buzzsprout.com where you can find that. And just search for That Oneness Guy. And please know that as an extra bonus, this podcast has been added to all of your smart home devices, so all you need to say is something like either Hey Alexa or Hey Siri. Play That Oneness Guy to listen anywhere in your homes. And know that the song you heard on today's episode and all of my music can be found on iTunes and anywhere that you stream or download music. And please, folks, follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook so you can stay in touch with all things oneness and especially my book, I Am God, and So Are You, My Friend, A Common Man's Guide to Oneness, which, as I mentioned earlier, is available everywhere. And please check out the website for my book, which can be found at IamGodBook.com. It's a really cool website, folks. It's interactive. It's got a lot of photos, videos, and a blog that you can also be part of, too. You just got to add your email, and then you can join in on the conversation. I've been posting typically a few blogs a week, so there's always something new for you to check out. So for now, again, my name is Danny Rongo. Please look for my next show, and until then, I send you, as always, peace, love, light, and continued oneness. Namaste. And please remember it's all we have here and when you hear a child asking you can tell them where to now. When rainbows are crying, it seems somehow